Hey, Flow means it's time for another edition of the ITF Flowcast. So this week, uh, we get to hang out with our some of our best buds here, the mods, as we have a Flowme roundtable. It's one of our favorite things to do. We just get to talk shop, you know, nothing, nothing better than talking with your friends about business. So we are going to cover a lot of areas, but specifically, we are going to talk about crews. We're going to talk about efficiency. We're going to talk about training. We're going to talk about hiring. Uh, we're going to share different tips, uh, struggles that we have, you know, issues that we've kind of run into, and we're going to offer suggestions for each other to uh, how we might be able to overcome them. But anyways, you've heard them before. They're a lot of fun. You're going to enjoy it. So without further ado, let's listen in on the conversation. Hey, Flomies, it's time for our uh, Flomi roundtable here. We're so happy to have Joel Lamb with us, uh, Sarah and Feba Vandermeer, and of course, uh, the, the Nandalorian, Fernando Medina. So how are you guys all doing? Hey. Good, good. Good, good. I, I know we are all tired because it's a Monday and we have all worked all day long. So I really appreciate you guys making the time to, to talk with us. And, um, you know, the thing that we wanted to, to have as the main topic, but we're going to have a lot of subtopics under this, it really has to do with hiring and, and production or, or the efficiency of your crews. And that's kind of the, the subject that we wanted to touch on tonight, because this seems to be kind of the hot button issue. One, not being able to hire quality workers. Well, not be able to hire anybody, right? I mean, people are offering bonuses. <laughs> They're offering, you know, all of these, these benefits. And it's like people, you know, aren't, aren't, uh, uh uh, applying for jobs but two once we get them are they quality workers you know are they people that we can entrust our crews to so uh but first off before we get into all that how are you guys doing how's everything going with your businesses right now um for us it's been going i mean we've had so much business we can't accommodate it all which is great mm -hmm. uh but, tough... but the hiring has been definitely yeah. tough uh we've had some hires where you know, I think we were so desperate to hire because we would normally get like, you know, 30 or 40 candidates that would apply. And then for a while we were only getting like one or two. And so we would hire that one or two people and then, you know, end up having to let them go a couple of weeks later because they really yeah. weren't going to work out and ignoring the red flags that we shouldn't have and, and that kind of thing. So uh, it's been tough on that you know, part of it, because when you're low on people, you're definitely in the field more. Yeah. Well, we also have had regular clients, longtime clients, um, have to use other window cleaners. Because um, we can't. Because we can't. Because this is the normal time of year that their, their quarterly or their semi-annual circulation comes where they get their normal service. And we've been booked out, booking into December for, you know, since September. And so, you know, this is kind of pointed to some weak weaknesses that we have mm -hmm. where we probably could benefit from having a, a regular newsletter, letting people know way in advance that this is a crazy time of year for us mm -hmm. to get on the schedule as soon as possible, secure a spot, because if it's beyond a certain point, uh, we just we cannot we can no longer carve that time out for them. We're understaffed. And, and that's just the way it is. So it's, it's been challenging in that way because we've had regulars call us and had to move on. So, All right. Well, that'll give us some fodder to talk on a little bit later. But what about you, Joel? Yeah, um, our business has been really good. Uh, we were super, super busy all the way up uh, through the beginning of September. 
Um, our summer was nuts. So like this year is going to be our biggest year ever, which, you know, this is only our fourth year in business. So, you know, we're still getting there, you know, we're having these little milestones every now and then, but um, nice. so we uh, just recently hired uh, somebody, but uh, in preparation for this episode, I may have done a serious faux pas. It's working out great. <laughs> but I have hired friends and family, <laughs> but so far at this point, it's working out good. Um, good. I had mentioned to you uh, a while back earlier this year that, you know, trying to get our business to the point where uh, I still work it, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like early retirement to where I can step away and then mm-hmm. do the minimum things and jump back in. So we just had that trip. Uh, we went on vacation for two and a half weeks and um, left uh, two people to run everything and they were very responsible and did a great job. Only had a couple little minor callbacks and we were able to do payroll, um, follow up with people, schedule estimates for the future when we got back. And all that went relatively smooth. And uh, now we're getting into another busy season and we're gearing up for it and preparing for the winter. So that's nice. pretty much where we're at. Awesome. So you're, you're kind of, you're slowing down, right? So, so the Texas and Arizona people are starting to go up and you're, you're starting to come down. Well, yeah, we're, we're at the bottom of a lull right now, but we're just about to start going back up. Oh, okay. So when do you guys start getting busy again? Um, basically, don't, don't, do you have, do you have snow issues where you're at? No. Um, Kentucky has pretty mild winters. Okay. So um, the way that we have everything lined up, uh, our business starts to slow at the end of December. And then January is basically like we're shut down. We're doing like less okay. than 10% of what we would normally do. Um, but by the, the beginning of February, uh, we start doing some commercial clients in March for full swing. So we're only off like a month and a half. Got it. Got it. And what about you, Nando? I know you're, you're always busy, dude. You're busy no matter what. Oh my God. It's, it's, you know, what? it's, it's, a lot of my clients tell me that's a good problem to have, but there's just times where like, oh, like really, like I just want to shut everything off and stop the emails, stop the phone calls, <laughs> stop the texting, stop everything. Um, I wasn't planning on hiring. Um, my hiring process is usually through other close friends that I know that are in the window cleaning industry, also working for mm-hmm. companies that, Either I know, for instance, I know a couple right now that are not happy where they're at. You know, they want to be in the environment where they're closer to who they know, yes. you know, easier, fun to be around with. And I've had a couple calls maybe in the summer where they called me and and uh, they were looking to get on full time with us. But I wasn't comfortable enough to because I know when once our winter season, the winter season we have uh, scattered rains, you know, like two, three drops and everybody cancels for the whole week. Um, But I wasn't that comfortable. You know, so I just told him, you know what, let me touch back with you guys back in the, on our next season, our first season, uh, beginning of the year. Uh, But because of the work that we have lined up now and the potential contracts that are coming our way, November, December, I think I, I'm going to have to hire two of these guys. And I mean, it's a good thing to have, right? I mean, I'm really happy for that. I wasn't planning on it though. Cause that's just right. 
workload, more yep. you know, things that I got to manage. And, 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 but because of these big contracts, you know, I'm aiming more towards that now because yeah. you know, bigger contracts are able to fulfill your payroll, fulfill your business obligations, you know, versus my residential. I mean, I, I think I've capped my maximum rates already because um, I think I maybe out of my five estimates, two are getting accepted, the other three aren't, mm-hmm. which I'm happy with that also because now I'm getting the big ticket jobs. I'm getting right. the customers that are willing to pay that. So I'm, I'm at that stage right now. Um, I was... I was not in the field as much anymore, but because of one of my guys that had sprained their ankle. Oh, right. I remember he's that. He's still yeah. out. He's in this last days. I went to go visit him the other day and I was like, dude, like, come on, man. Like, I can see you walking already. Like, I, I need to take my break. I was already on, like, on kind of like on cruise control where I'll be in the office doing paperwork, doing estimates, closing mm-hmm. deals, you know, here and there. But because he's out, I still have to participate two, three days out of the week. Yeah. Which is not bad, you know, but um, yeah, we're, we're busy uh, for this time of year. It's usually unusual for us because we get the scattered range. Yeah. So, but hiring process, I got a couple of guys lined up. If I do really want to grow, <coughs> you plan, uh, hopefully I'm able to do that next month. I should know easily, um, you know, if these contracts come in. So I got two big contracts waiting. And that's, it's kind of like a scary situation for me because if they do come in, November is booked. I was going to say, you don't have no, no more room. <laughs> I do not have the room. Yeah. I, got, I got emails today, you know, two, one being with the SoFi Stadium in Inglewood. That's yeah. in the works. A major contract there. Um, yeah. We got a big property up in Montecito that we talked on private messages. I got that for a week in Santa mm-hmm. Barbara. And then I got my commercials in, in downtown LA that are coming out yeah. end of November. So November is booked. It's like if anybody else calls, I don't have the manpower. Yeah. I'm going to have to pull one, two guys and send them out, go get it done quick, and then come back. Right. So it's a good problem. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm happy where we're at, and good. we'll see what next year brings. Awesome. Awesome. How about you, well, Gabe? Yeah, we're doing really good right now. It's we just started our busy season. October, the first week of October is like boom, just everything drops. Once the weatherman here says the monsoon rains are over, it's like it just we have our phone ringing off the hook. And so um, it, it was pretty cool because our, our we had a, a main office um, manager and she went on maternity leave during the summer. And so we had two that were kind of filling her role because she was full time. And so we had two part-time workers. And so it it actually worked out really well because they kind of got both. Well, one of them already had a little bit of experience. She's friends with our office manager and she was already kind of assisting her over the last few months. But the other one we just hired, um, she kind of got broken in during our slow time. And then it it hit, the busy season hit and she was kind of overwhelmed. So my wife was stepping in trying to help her a little bit. Uh, But now our office manager came back early from maternity leave. And now they are running, I mean, like, a, like just a smooth engine. And it, I, it's, it's so awesome because I don't have, I mean, they'll be texting me throughout the day, asking me questions, of course, but it's not like before where I felt like I had to always kind of be involved because otherwise things were going to go off the rails. And now it, and it, the best thing is that now my wife has a lot more freedom to work on the business, which is what we've been trying. Cause before she always, she was kind of the, the, the office manager, manager, you know? So she was involved with a lot of things. Um, and now she's been able to kind of take a step back 
And so that's been a huge blessing. I, I think that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, when I started the busy season, it was all about paying off debt. And we've been like, that. we've been in that gear for a while now, probably about a year and a half where I just, anything extra, I'm just throwing at that loans and we've paid off a bunch of stuff. Uh, we have one more big loan that we're, we're working on. Um, and, and, and also a truck, we have a truck loan that we want to pay off. So my, my going into this busy season, my thought was, you know what, I'm going to work five days. I'm going to just, you know, we've demanded the office is managed. I'm going to work, work. I'm going to get as much as, you know, extra money that I'm, cause I'm already on salary. So whatever, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not hurting the payroll at any, it's the same. And we're going to get stuff paid off. And then, um, we had some things come up uh, with my daughter, with my wife, with, you know, other family. And it was just like everything kind of like our priorities changed all of a sudden, you know, and instead of focusing on getting stuff paid off quick, it now became, no, you have an opportunity during this busy season to not work yourself to the bone and to take days off because we have such a good crew. And because we have, you know, our te- both Texan in the office, and now it's like, okay, well, now that means that these, these loans may be paid off a little later, but I, I, I'm going to be able to be there with my family for what they need it, when they need it, you know, instead of telling, can you guys just hang on there for, for, for a few months, <laughs> you know, and, I'll, and then I'll be there for you. And so it just kind of was like, you know what, I'm looking at this wrong. Um, I'm, I'm thinking kind of business wise when I should be thinking uh, of, you know, what, what does my family need now rather than what do they need later? And so, so that's kind of been the big shift. I, uh, this is our first week that I'm going to be taking three days off. So I'm only going to be in the field twice or two times, but fortunately we had, um, a tech join us. So we, I I don't know if you remember, I, I mentioned we had, we lost a tech. We lost my number one. He started his own business. Real happy for him. You know, he's just a super great guy. We're just really, really uh, proud of him, everything that he's done, but he left a huge gap because he was my, you know, I, I counted him for so much. So we, uh, we hired a guy and he contacted me. And this is kind of one of the things I wanted to talk about um, on how we attract workers. So he, he found me through Instagram. He was following me through Instagram and he just messaged me and said, Hey, I like, I always, I enjoy your posts. You seem like a cool guy. I'm going to be moving to the Tucson area. Um, this was way back in March. He's like, I'm going to move in Tucson area soon. My wife's got a job down there. Well, would you consider hiring me? You know, and I said, well, you know, what do you got? I got a resume, you know. Anyways, he put me in touch with his boss and um, I called him up. And it's so funny because his boss was just kind of like me. We had very similar ways we run the business, very similar ideas of what's important. And he just just gave like the the best praise to this this guy, you know, just say, man, I hate to lose him, but if you hire him, you're not going to regret it. He's a, he's a great worker, you know. Anyways, we started talking, and and his boss said, you know, hey, would you know, is there any way I could keep him for the summer because that's our busy season. This is Pacific Northwest, and I said, well, to be honest, that would actually help me out because I, one, I would hire him because I don't want to lose him. But if you guys, that's our slow time. So if you could just keep them on for one more period, then that's one less person I got to worry about trying to find work for, you know? And so it just worked out great. And then, so his boss was appreciative that I worked with him. You know, that gave him a little more time to to plan on moving down here and not having to do it all fast because now he got a job. He doesn't want to lose it. And he's come in here, man. And he has just 
really blown blown us away. Just been dependable. Um, the customers have called and complimented him. Um, he's fast. You know, he's fast. He does a good job. I mean, he already he's, we have him scheduled for 10 hour days and he's been finishing, you know, like uh, nine, nine and a half, you know, so he's calling us saying, Hey, you got anything else for me? I still got, I still got time on my schedule and you know, anybody needs help. You know, I mean, it just really, it's been great. So we're kind of sitting in a good spot right now. Um, That's awesome. And yeah. And so I just got a good crew, got a good office staff. Now we just got to be smart, you know, and be efficient. So that's, that's what we get to talk about today. But uh, anyhow, so uh, one of the, so first thing, um, Feba, you, you, this is kind of your, your guys' issue right now. So what are some things that you guys do when you're higher, but you know that there's a chance, you know, like if, if you've got people call in kind of on a regular basis and you feel like you're always filling in, what's the solution to that? You know, what, where, because I know I've been in that spot at different times in my business where, I feel like all I'm doing is working when I'm supposed to be in the office <laughs> because you can't count on people, right? Because if one guy calls in sick, then the next week, another guy calls in sick. And then you're just kind of, so is there, what are some things that you guys might do to kind of mitigate that as much as possible? Well, you know, to be honest, we are actually still struggling with that. Um, we have a, a good working team right now. Uh, but the issue we're having is that a lot of them are newer. we've got a couple of newbies um, and that has its own challenges because we're throwing them right into the grinder, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so there come is, I feel like it's not particularly fair for them, but it's also absolutely necessary for us to have people in the field because of how busy we are. Um the struggle we have is that the one team that has the most experience is still struggling to get work done in, in a timely manner. So I mentioned to you the other day that we, we had booked two jobs, one for the morning, one for the afternoon. It to me seemed very reasonable to have them finish. Sarah and I were like, we had that kind of feeling. We're like, maybe, Maybe we should just kind of help them out a little bit because we didn't want to find out at 3.30, 4 o'clock that they were running so far behind. We went in, we helped them out, and they still ended up finishing at 5. Even and though we did half of each of the jobs. <clears throat> it so. was just, you know, half might be a little, we did a lot of the hot, harder, higher work, harder to access. The issue we're having is, is, um, I'm in, and I don't know where it's, it's likely us in terms of workflow efficiency, that kind of thing. And then when we're hiring people back to the, the main subject is that we don't, we haven't created enough space to actually train them separate from the production mm-hmm. so that we can say, yes. just get on that glass and we were going to show you the basics and we're, we just want you to spend an hour or, or just clean this glass, you know, as often as you can. And we're going to work with you. We're going to take our time. In other words, so when you join our team, it's like you, you look good on paper. Let's give you a call. We, we do an in-person interview and then, and then it's a trial day and then you're off to the races. Well, That's I know a I used to do challenge. most of the training and as our office has gotten busier and busier, we have like a part-time assistant, 
but she only works 18 hours a week. And it's literally impossible to not have me like doing a lot of it. And at the same time, unfortunately, I feel like our office is falling apart because I have to be in the field training as much people as much as I can. So I try to give them as much as I can while I'm there. Yeah. But, um, you know, like, like I'm the person who kind of says, okay, here's what you're doing wrong. Here's what you need to do. Let me watch you do it. Let me fix it. This is how we do this and that. And I feel like the other guys, including Feb on the team, are like, I got to go do second story, you know, work. Here's how to do it one time. Go for it. The morning sun <laughs> is fixing to hit hit the east side and the south side of this house. If and I don't and they need more now, guidance. It's going it's to yeah. be miserable. <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it's basically it. We don't have like an onboarding system. And uh, we're at the same time, we're so busy that it, that time that we need to reflect to create a good onboarding system is not and we, there. We do put people through a lot of online training, uh, Ocean 1910, ladder yeah, safety. But that's, not the same. but that's not, you know, we do do no. teaching in the field, but it's not the same. Yeah. Well, I, I went ahead and decided to sign up for the um, learn to clean windows.com. I know you guys we did interested too. That. We, yeah. we just signed up. I, like did, I, I was going to wait till the to January, but now that I've decided to stay in the office more, I'm like, okay, well now I got time to mess around with it. And I'm going to just, I'm going to get it kind of, like you said, try to get a system in place for our new work. I'm going to send all my guys, even though they're experienced, I'm going to send them through it. Um, and it's just, you know, because what, I think what I liked about it was it fills in the gaps, you know, it's like, it's like spackle, you know, it's like, you, you may know a lot, but then there's like that one brand or style of window you've never dealt with before. And you don't know the name of it, or you don't know how to take the screens off. And I just think it's kind of neat because it kind of covers over so many different things. And yeah. I got, I've got two techs in particular who are pretty new, even though they're, they're doing well, you know, and they've been with us for over a year now. Uh, I know they're going to really benefit with it because they still run into situations where I'll ask them to do them. They'll just kind of stare out the window like, what? What do I, how do I clean this? You know, I'm a little so. out of the loop. Learn to clean windows.com. Oh, it's, it's one of my uh, uh, previous uh, podcasts. I interviewed uh, Jake Hansen. He has a learn to clean windows.com where it's, it's like a, a, a website where it's, it's kind of like my, it has modules. So we'll have like a window cleaning module. It'll tell you all the different types of windows there are. It'll, it tells you how to fan. It tells you, it has this thing on squeegees, you know, it tells you all the different kinds of squeegees there are, how to use them. Yeah. It's just, it's just kind of a, it, it's like, it doesn't promote one brand or another. It's just kind of making everyone aware of these are things you might run into, you know, it, you me, uh, that yeah, it, it, it is pretty cool. I mean, um, yeah, just check it out. I mean, but it, it's, you know, and, and he's not paying us to say this. This is just, this is just a saying, uh, um, you know, it's just a neat product for, well, for people who are struggling, right. Who are trying yeah. to, cause, cause this uh, is what I'm having right now is the guy that I've just hired. Um, he said, he's a friend and a family. Uh, he's my new brother-in-law. He uh, has a lot of experience, like in the construction industry. He's very mm -hmm. mechanically inclined. Um, he's picked up water-fed pole super fast. Yeah, like he's doing really good with it. Um, everything that I've I've shown him, and I and I did schedule a day where he actually came out to our house, and I watched him clean the windows at the house, and took my time with him, and he's picked it up fast. But traditional, there is like it is is totally different. Like training somebody to do water-fed pole versus traditional, like. You can't just, and there's so many different styles of windows. It's, it's yeah. hard. Every single job that I go with them on there, there's something. Right. It's a lesson, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
and, and the screens, you know, with screens, you know, in, in our area, we typically have the standard screen. Most of them are kind of your basic, but a lot of the older houses, they got these crazy screens. Now I've, I've gone through them all. So I know, I don't even know the names of them, but I know how to take them off. But like the, the other day, you know, I'm, I'm seeing one of my workers like, and I'm like, no, what are you doing? You know, and uh, uh, you run over there and like, oh, this is how you do it, you know. But um, this, this at least it kind of breaks down the different kinds of wind and, and the different screens too, the different styles of screens. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a pretty cool little project. So that's, that's what I'm going to try to get into our routine, you know, get into our, our training kind of session that we have for new people and, uh, and even the ones that we, we, you know, are experienced with this already, but, um, you know, just kind of getting back to you about with, with the efficiency. Uh, I, I think the hardest thing too, for me is kind of getting to know are are they fast? You know, do they have, do they have that gear? Because I'm finding that some techs, they really don't, they don't have the gear. It's like, they, they get the experience. Like I've got one in particular who, he, he's been with us for a year now. Good. I mean, dependable, hard worker. I mean, he'll work with you, you know, on a 12 hour day and not even blink, but I can, he is just one speed. Yeah. And you can tell him, Hey, let's, we got to hustle. We got to hustle. And he'll go fast for like five minutes and then he's back to, sh- you know, that's and, our lead um, tech. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I tried out another guy too. Um, and he, he was a referral from another friend of mine, who's a window cleaner in town. And he says, Hey, I, I, I've hired this guy for a project, but I don't have a lot of work. You know, do you have work for him? And I see, yeah, I got, I got a ton of work. You know, if, if he's experienced and he's a good cleaner, I I'd definitely hire him. So, uh, we, we scheduled him for a day. I scheduled him for two days in the week and I was anticipating using him as a lead because he's, I guess he's been cleaning windows for like 15 years or something. Well, then he, he sends me a message the morning of his first day. Hey, Gabe, I'm just letting you know he worked with me yesterday and he was super slow. And like he was taking breaks and he was doing this and he was on his phone. I'm like, dude, what are you telling me now? I just I just had a, I, I had given him his own schedule that day for commercial, you know, and I didn't give him that much commercial. I was only going to have him just to fill in a gap because we didn't have any any space in our schedule for get this i was like do this commercial and then i'll send you to go help some other crews you know finish your job he he worked 12 hours to do that commercial that that my slowest guys would get done by two and i was just like oh so he came you know and and i had told him i was like hey if you're a good work i'll pay you 20 bucks an hour you know so i pay my leads and i said look um i don't know you know I was, I was, I was trying to make excuses for him. I was like, maybe you are cleaning the commercial like you would residential. Cause he doesn't have a residential background. I said, maybe you were, you were over detailing these windows. So, but they're commercial. We, we get through them, you know, they're, we, we don't get paid very much in, in, in Arizona for commercial. And I think maybe you spent too much time on these windows than what they, they needed, you know? So uh, Wednesday, I was going to give them one of the, the new guy, and I was like, so see if you can get a little done a little faster on that day. Well, they didn't finish their work. They, they had a house, they had two houses, and then like four com- little commercial jobs, and they didn't get the commercial done, those two. So now I'm like, oh, man, what am I going to do? So I changed the schedule around the next job. I worked with him. And when I told him that I was going to work with him, he got a little nervous. And so we worked together. And sure enough, you know, he's just slow. He's, it's just his mode. 
And, uh, you know, I mean, again, nice guy, super nice guy. You know, it wasn't like he was being lazy or whatever. It just, we got, we got done. I just said, look, um, I really like you a lot. You're a nice, nice guy. And, and, you know, you, you do have, you do great detail work, but I can't pay you <laughs> 20 bucks an hour. You know, you're way too slow. I, I, you know, in order for me to make money on this business, you have to make this much, you know, production. And, um, you know, I just said, I, I, if you want to stay, I'll, I'll, I'll pay $15 an hour and, and we'll, we'll make you a, a tech, you know, make you a helper, but I can't, I can't pay you lead money because, you know, it, you're not getting enough done, you know? So anyways, he was going on vacation. So he says, he'll let me know. So I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I just, I just, I think some people, you know, or they, maybe he worked at a company where they did go slow and that's just the speed he grew up knowing. But I mean, it's like, I think you guys went through that too, right, Sarah? Uh, you guys were like, uh, um, hey, we used to be able to get this route done <laughs> in this time. And you guys were like taking two hours longer. In order yeah, that's, that's basically where we're at. And it's, I think our lead tech, he is, he's good in so many ways in the sense of like, he's, he cleans the window well. He's fantastic with the clients. Mm-hmm. He's constantly getting compliments, good reviews, all that, because the clients love him. His, he does well as a lead in terms of directing his coworkers and all that stuff. And for all those reasons, we love him. But the man loves to talk. Oh, I yeah. mean, he's, he's just like a natural sales guy, I think. Right. And yes. so, like, I worked with him the other day. And as we were turning the corner, he started talking. And I was like, I got to keep working, dude. Like, I like we cannot stop here and talk. And so I'm trying to think of like ways to talk to him about this because I also know that he he will be there making things work even when they're hard. You know, yeah. like we had somebody quit on us uh week before last, you know, just very last minute for like the most ridiculous reason. And he made sure that that day got done by himself because everyone else that was on our crew happened to have off that day. We had given everyone off else off because we were going to be at a wedding. We're like, we're just going to have one crew going with just minimal stuff. Cause we just, we need this day to be smooth. And he got it all done by himself, even though he was so there very, very late because, and he, he knew that our policy is like, Hey, if, if you're hitting five o'clock, we'll just reschedule for the mm. next day or whatever. But he's like, I, I knew you guys had a lot on your schedule. I wanted to get this done for you. I knew you were at an important cool. event. And he's just that type of person. And, and we love him to bits. But at the same time, I'm starting to realize that some of the, re- some of the reason why it takes him so much longer to get stuff done is because he stops and talks. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to figure out like how to put in policies where it's like, yeah. hey, you can talk as long as you're working and you have to be on the same side of the house you can't be like stopping your yelling at each other. <laughs> yeah exactly and so it's it's a lot of stuff like that when feb and i work together you know we can you know we can hit some pretty good numbers no problem um and and i recognize that we're we're experienced window cleaners and that it's a little bit different you know than yeah, and our lead's been with us for a while, but 
you know, it's, it's still a little bit different, but at the same time, like, even if I went half my speed and I don't consider myself to be the fastest window cleaner, I'm really not, you know, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> well, and that's part of what we wanted to talk about is, is what are some ways that, what are some process efficiencies that y'all have discovered? One that I've recently discovered, I've always been very uh, redundant, unfortunately, like, my, I got to make sure everything's perfect. So I would steal wool almost every single window. And then in the last several months, I've realized, Feba, you're working too hard, especially if you're on the inside of the, the client's home. Vote on the high traffic windows. That's where you steal wool. But everything else, if you've been keeping them clean for the you know quarterly semi-annual, you don't have to steal wool those. That's one thing that's made interior work drastically faster. But I'm curious what y'all do. What are some of y'all's tricks um, to improve those flows? Mr. Joel? Yeah. <laughs> so um, Hi. The, way, uh, the way that my old boss in, in Hawaii, uh, Paul, I did an interview with him. He would set like uh, goals for me. Like this job's going to take this many hours, right? So like I knew he expected this out of me. And so then going into it, you start breaking it down, right? Like, like this side's going to take 30 minutes. This side's going to take an hour. So I took that. And then um, with some of the, the IWCA training about like setting up um, job hazard analysis, you walk the premise beforehand, right? And that's what my old boss would do too. He'd walk the premise, uh, get a lay of the land, get a game plan together and go for it. And then uh, if adjustments need to be made, you know, halfway through, then that's what we do. And it was all about... Uh, high quality work and being efficient. So that's, you know, I'm still like out there. I'm not like the rest of y'all have a bunch of crews. So like, that's how I trained um, my number one guy that I work with that took care of everything while I was gone. So that's how he trains other people. He does a walk, he goes through, um, he sets time limits, like, okay, this side, let's try and get this done in hour 45. You know, if he gets done an hour 30, it gives him a little, little like endorphin boost. He's like, yeah, we're, we're crushing it. We're killing it. Right. And so um, just, I'd say that's part of training is uh, training them to view jobs that way um, where they, they look at it and they give themselves goals, especially the crew leader delegating and making sure everyone is trying to hit their goals. You know, the, the, the text underneath them, he's like, walks around with them. It's like, okay, guys, uh, this let's try and get this done by 10 o'clock. What do you guys think? And they're like, yeah, I think so. And somebody might be like, well, did you look at that bush? That's going to eat up some time. And then they, they think about it. So then they spend a little extra time beforehand, but then it's not like during the middle of the job, they're like, Oh, I got to go back to the truck. Oh, I got to go back to the truck. Oh, I, I got to grab this ladder. And that, you know, by thinking, you know what they say, an ounce of an ounce of prevention, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So that's kind of what that's all about is planning the workflow before you start the job. So like you and Sarah, you don't really have to do that because they're on, they're on the same level. Yeah. Yeah. And they've done it so many times they get to the job. They know the most efficient way to do it. They don't even have to discuss it because they've discussed it, you know, 200 times ago. Um, So I I think that could be uh, a good tool. And and I've got a couple other thoughts on it too, but I want to hear what everyone else has to say. Yeah. Uh, well, I know, like what you said, I, I think my biggest mistake at the at the beginning was assuming 
that other people understood the same manner of efficiency that I did. Because when I get to a house, I go one direction or the other. Um, I usually will start like if there's a wall, <laughs> I will start there and then I'll come this way because there's a gate. I'm not going to start the gate, go to the wall and then have to come all the way back in. Right. I'm going to have all of my stuff with me that I need. I'm going to look like you said, well, what are the tools I'm going to need? I'm going to make sure they're on me. So I'm not going back to the truck to get more. If I see that they're really, there's really dirty sills, I'm going to bring extra, you know, yellow microfiber. So I'm not having to, to get, so I'm, I do all that naturally. And without even thinking, I show up, like you said, I kind of survey the house and I automatically do it. And then I get frustrated when my workers don't. <laughs> and that's, that's my fault, right? That's a training issue because I'm not teaching them how to be. And I still, I'll, I'm, I'm, I get shocked at like when I see a tech get inside the house and then they'll go do this window and then they'll cross over and do this one. And then they'll cross over here. And then they're going, I'm like, what on earth are you doing? Go in one direction, man. You know, why are you, that's how you forget windows. That's how you miss them because you're not in an order. You don't, you don't, and that's what protects you is when you follow the, the side of the house, you know, you're going to hit every window, but if you're jumping back and forth, you're who, did you get that? I don't know. Did you get that? Uh, you know, and, or you're going to redo and have to redo a window that you didn't need to, or you're going to skip a window that you, you missed, you know? So, yeah, I think is just not assuming that all of my techs understand the, 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 how to be efficient, you know, and then training them to do that for sure. Joel. Well, well one more thing is like, uh, or love me. <laughs> we'll get you, we'll get you next. Uh, number. All I got to say about my guys, man. I guess I'm just very fortunate because you must honestly, be my <laughs> right. My guys, I swear, man, if it wasn't for them, the headaches that I would have, I mean, I get headaches now, but because of work tension and all that, mm -hmm. they, we, 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 when we get to new jobs, this is the only time when we actually walk around properties, new client, new home. And, and some of my guys will be like, you know what? Let me take a walk around the property so I can get familiar some some like to work the outsides and some like to work the inside. Mm -hmm. They get to pick and choose what they want to do. I don't give them order because every single one knows they're, they're good at what they do. Whether if they have to do ladder work, water fit pull or something. But so, there's one specific guy that likes to stick to the outside because he doesn't <clears> like <throat> dealing with the people. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we get those customers where they're just behind you and, oh, you forgot that. And he gets annoyed and. He's lashed out a couple of times, not in a bad way, but his <laughs> response makes him sound like he's being mean. So I tell him, hey, you know what? You need to tone it down a bit or just stick to the outside. Don't worry about the inside. Let the other guys take care of it. Um, they get compensated well. Um, I, I treat them out a lot. Mm -hmm. I, I spoil them. You know, like I said, I've always, my motto when I started my business was, I want to be different from all the other window cleaning companies out there. And everybody that has had work for me, either part-time, I've had a lot of part-timers uh, uh, my first couple of years in business. They know the difference. They know that what they have here, they don't, they're never going to see that no other company again. I've had my two latest hires have been from previous companies that they don't have the tools. They have to struggle with the tools. They have to tape stuff together to make it work. And it's just, you know, so that's why you see me investing in things that are going to help my guys yeah. get things done right. I'm like, look, I'm going to put a pole on your hand and that pole is going to either you're going to make that pole look good 
or the poll's gonna make you look good. Either way, <laughs> so that, that's they're happy with that. They're you know I keep their I keep them. Uh, how do I say that? Um, their inner child is always. Yeah. Oh my God, what am I going to get next? Oh, what, what, what's next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's coming next? So they're always looking forward to something. So m- most of our recurring work, they already know it. Uh, this two commercial accounts, if you guys follow my Instagram and all that, two commercial accounts we have in Santa Monica, two buildings. We have been the only company that's been able to get these jobs done in two weeks, each building. Wow. Other com- bigger companies, a month tops. And skipping windows, uh, not... Uh, responding to customer complaints. So, you know, I give my guys that, that, um, well, I think kind of incentive, right? Yeah. Yeah, One of the guys that I lost, he was kind of the, Oh yeah, I'm ready in the morning. Right. Boom, boom, boom. We're have come lunchtime. And after lunchtime, he was like, Whoa, (laughs) the first couple of years with them, you know, I used to get frustrated, like, man, you know, you're never going to find somebody that work as hard as you. You're always going to want to work fast. You're going to want to start. You don't, you don't never want to stop because it's your business. And we got, we know we got to push it. The guy's following you. No, but we lead by example. Like, hey, you know what? Come on, man. Let's push this. Sooner we push this out the way. Well, you know what? We'll, we'll pick up lunch on the way out. We'll stop by, get a drink or something, get yeah. some, you know, things like that. But um, my guys. I'm actually thinking I, I'm going to probably pull two of my guys out and we're going to come visit one of you guys and uh, probably challenge your guys. Not challenge them. <laughs> to a be- duel or what? <laughs> challenge you. <laughs> Just show, show us what it looks like. Show us what it looks like. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. You know what? It's It's different. You know, I, I want to say, I, I, and I hear this, I hear you guys talking about your employees and everything. And I'm. A, it, it's got to be, the culture has got to be their way, their the work ethics, you know. But I think all of my guys are. I think they're 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 hitting forty, all of them, and yeah. none so, yeah, of them that, are young guys. None of them are. I I haven't had a twenty year old. I haven't had a thirty. I think my youngest is 36, 37. Yeah, actually, my brother, which is the one that sprained his ankle, he's uh, he's thirty four. Did you hire them already experienced? Did they already have experience or did you spend a lot of time training them? Uh, uh, so I had to mold them into my expectations to deliver the quality of work that we're known for doing. Because they were commercial guys. So you commercial, like Gabe says, hey, you're detailing a little too much on commercial. Slow down a bit. This is not residential. So they were taking those habits into residential where they weren't wiping sills. They'll wash the screen, but wouldn't wipe the frames out. And then customer will open the window like, oh, my God, what is all this? And like, hey, you guys need to pay attention to these details. You know, this is an extra service charge we're doing. So this is the way we're doing it. Get it done. So then that's where I pick and choose sometimes for a specific job who goes inside. Because obviously on the inside, raise that, that window frame, clean the inside of the sills, remove the screen, wipe the screen down, vacuum out that track. Um those little vacuums that we carry now, you know, my guys love it. They're like, Hey, well, that's even better. You know, we get to carry a little portable vacuum and vacuum it out because before it was with the towel and the little screwdriver to try to pick the dirt out. Now they don't have to do that. Now they pre-vacuum and whatever's left, they just wipe it up. Now, if the customer is really picky and they're like, Oh, there's still some dirt in the little corners in there. Oh man, you're, you're talking about some really deep in, in insane uh, detailing you want now. You know what? Well, we can do that, but that's going to be an extra cost. So, you know, this is what you're paying for right now. 
oh, okay, that's fine. Don't worry about it. So I get them off my back on that. But I think it has to do with, uh, you know, the motivation between employees. Um, they motivate themselves. I have one guy, one of my guys. When we start, he does not want to stop. He does because his work ethic is, hey, I got to move, man, because if I stop working, it's like my battery level just drops. Yeah. And, and he'll tell me, like, hey, man, can we, like, can we hurry up? Can we go to work already? Like, dude, we got, I got to give you guys a 30-minute break. If you want to go work and do your thing, go ahead. But by law, I cannot force you to say, to tell you, hey, 15 minutes to go back to work. Mm-hmm. It's up to you if you want to go back to work. So they're, they're really good like that. But I'm going to, I'm going to consider uh, doing that. I think it will be a good idea to try to do that. You know, um, I know you guys are on three different states, but probably Gabe will be my closest guy. Uh, come spend some time with you. Hey, man, I just want to drive Big Blue. That's all I want to do. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll bring As Big I can Blue drive around the block. <laughs> I'll bring it out there. Because <laughs> that's a long, that's six miles to the gallon. <laughs> yes, so, and then California the rates, so, you know, like $5 a gallon. So, all right, maybe uh, I'll go see you to drive Big Blue then. All right. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I think... Uh, that would be a very good, you know, their work, their work ethics. Employees pick up things from other employees. So depending yeah. on yeah. you guys have a routine that you guys like to follow. But when you put somebody who's who likes to move and maybe has other tips and tricks to getting things done that might change your work ethic, you know, your routine, that'll probably can improve them. And, and, and my guys are always like that. Like, oh, you know what? If we do it this way, we can probably save ourselves 15 minutes. Like, hey, all right, well, we got 15 minutes more on break, so that's how they do it. And and I, I don't I don't complain about my guys, man. I'm I'm happy, so I'm yeah. I'm blessed to not have to deal with with new guys. I'm always hiring, <laughs> but I got to pay top dollar for them. Yeah, I I think one of the important points you made there, Nando, is is um, how I, I know for me, I always try to instill in them that I I have their best interests at heart. You know that ultimately I'm on their side. And I don't, I don't view them as, you know, cause I think a lot of times bosses and employees have an adversarial arrangement. The boss is trying to get as much as they can out of their workers mm-hmm. and the workers are trying to get as much pay out of their bosses. Right. Their bosses. And, and so they're constantly kind of going back and forth and negotiating and, and, but, you know, I, <laughs> I try to, in the beginning, help them to see, look, you know, I, this got, this has to work for both of us. And if it doesn't work for you, then it's not working for me, you know, mm-hmm. cause then you're not happy. Right. And, and I think a lot of times they don't believe that. <laughs> and it's like, I have to, sh- I have to kind of prove it to them that I have their best interest that, and, and like, I'll do the same thing with you. I'll say, you know what, if there's a tool you, you like better, you know, or if you, cause I, I have pretty much Ederay everything, everything's Ederay at my, I, that's just what we use. That's where I'm used to. That's what I know. But I'm like, you know, if there's another brand you like, just tell me, I'll, I'll get it for you. Yeah. Tell me what you want. I'll order right. I'll order right now. This second. Yeah. they'll be like really like yeah and so i'll order and then they'll be all happy you know and i'm like because if if, you, if this will help you be faster that makes the business money mm-hmm. so so if you're more comfortable with unger you're more comfortable with sorbo you're more comfortable with you know mormon or whatever i don't care i'm not loyal to a brand if that helps you be faster I'll spend the money on it, but it's gotta, you gotta prove it to me that it's going to help you be faster. I'm not going to mess around with stuff, just buy stuff just because you, you want to see what it's like, you know, but like, uh, um, I had one guy who uh, he was using the Ederay and then he's like, hey, can you give me a, an Unger S light? He's like, I, that's just what I want. That's my favorite one. And he got so fast. I mean, he just, it was like, 
it was like butter in his hand, you know? Yeah. And it was just because that's the brand that he liked, you know? And so I think if, if you help them to know that you're, you're, you are looking out for them and, and, but you got to get them to, to buy in. If yeah. you can get them to buy in, then that naturally will motivate them to be faster, you know, and to be more efficient. It seems like it could be a good idea. And something I've been thinking about is, is actually having setting more time aside where they can actually play with all the tools that we mm-hmm. actually have. Uh, usually when they join, we just set them up with whatever we have at, at our disposal. We just give them stuff, but a, a day where they can actually explore the different tools, just tinkering with it would be mm-hmm. a good idea. And then the other thought I had was maybe thinking about productivity in terms of what we're doing today is, is too limiting. Like what if we started looking at the week as a whole and then offering bonuses uh, with the week in mind, as opposed to the day in mind. So like that incentivizes my lead tech to look to, to plan the whole week out and say, okay, I noticed, I noticed that these two days were going to be in a very similar neighborhood, very close by. What if we, what if we combine these tasks so that we create a little bit more time to maybe add on another job or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that actually gives them a, an incentive to try to get the projects done sooner. Not so much just to, just that allows them to add more work, but really what I want them to start doing is to, is to just finish the work that's on the schedule yeah. within that time. And so I'm trying to come up with ways that'll reward the, their ability to plan. Yeah. And so that was a, another thought I had, but a lot of times these, these ideas, they'll come through my head and then they'll just kind of float around because we're, because we're owner operators in the field still uh, putting something into practice. It takes some thought. It takes some time. It takes some energy to kind of write it all down and then get your team excited, have them over for breakfast, lunch or whatever, and then talk to them about your plan you know, you can't just throw a system at them. You have to plan and lay the groundwork. And so and we've been so booked that it's gotten to the right. point where it's like, wh- when are we going to have them over for breakfast? Right. Are we going to have them come over on their days off? Like they don't want to do that. They want to enjoy their weekend and we totally get it. And so like the other alternative is to not schedule work for a day, but then that's really hard because when we're turning away so much business as it is, it's like you're looking at that day as, as a total, a potential total amount. Mm-hmm. And it's painful to see, you know, like, okay, well, we could have this morning, we could talk about this, but then that means we're going to lose $2,000. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Phoebe and uh, Sarah, do, do, do you guys, uh, do your employees, um, are they proactive in submitting like feedback on what can make them or make help you guys be more productive on the job? Are they openly? We usually ask them. So our lead tech is really good about talking to us about that kind of stuff. Our other employees. So you expect that out of them, right? Yeah. The lead techs, we, we expect them to, to talk with us about it. And then for some of the other techs, we'll, we'll actually ask them their feedback. Hey, what, what did you think of this? Do you felt, did you feel like we could have improved on this or that? Or, you know, what we'll ask them for feedback and we have that kind of policy to see like, Hey, 
you know, how do you think we can speed up? And I think the main feedback that we've seen from, from um, mainly our lead tech, who's the one who loves to talk, is just that he's like, hey, um, we should schedule the jobs closer together. And the jobs are often already pretty close together because we use CrewCal. So it shows us like how close they are and how much time and everything. And so, and then sometimes, unfortunately, especially when you're booking out as far as we do, there's only so much you can do to control uh, proximity because, yeah. you know, it's- You can't kick somebody off the schedule. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, exactly. So that can be tough. And sometimes we'll try to rearrange things as best we can. Um, and then I think the other thing is just, it seems like they're always running into some small thing. Oh, this person had a lot of furniture or this person um, had a window that was behind a bush or this person had, like, it's always something. And so it's, I feel like that's why I will, I will often try to schedule myself with the person that I'm wondering, like, what is causing this and try to figure out like yeah. what it is. Um, we have a tech <clears throat> who he's 19. He was just having a really hard time uh, getting proficient and we couldn't figure out why. And so I scheduled him uh, with myself and I just really looked at what he was doing and I was noticing kind of like what he was missing. And I had to really break down the process for him, like step by step, <laughs> very slowly, and then watch him do it and correct, watch him do it and correct. And now he's actually starting to do better, but he, the feedback he gave me, he said, you know, I really like the way you taught me because you broke it down, you know, by the steps. And when I work with like Febo or lead tech or whatever, they mm -hmm. show me, but it goes so fast. I feel like I didn't get it all. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, by then they're too, they're so busy. I, I don't get a chance to ask. Yeah. And so um, I think the best thing that I've seen is just working with each individual person, analyzing like what's going on with them. But then again, like I said, my, the office side of things, it's like right. my, <laughs> my office assistant's so annoyed with me. She's like, what do you mean you didn't get to this particular estimate the day I had off? I'm like, I know. I'm sorry. I was. No. I had to work all day. <laughs> the the yeah. following morning after your job, uh, it's, let's say you, let's say like today's job, you guys found out in the evening. Okay, it took a lot longer than what it was supposed to. It took two hours more. The next morning, do you guys follow up a very quick meeting, five ten minutes? Like, hey, you know what? Let's go regarding this previous job to get them started for that day. I think that'll probably help a lot as much because as we, if probably not as much as we should. Oh, sorry. Um, if, if you guys get the get their feedback from the okay this is what went wrong here there was a bush there was this okay so you know what on today's work we have these two homes let's do this let's walk around the property let's 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 analyze how we're going to execute this job efficiently this is where this is the yep. game plan for today let's do let's try this out and see how this works so we can avoid what happened yesterday on yesterday's job and then that will start creating a cycle for them like hey well yesterday mm -hmm. we messed up let's try to work on it today and then the next day we're going to, oh, let's see even better than that. Then you can start uh, issuing those compensations. Say, hey, you know what? I've been noticing you guys are, are saving 30 minutes in the day now. So that's that's about you guys are you guys are pro being productive by two hours a week now. So you know what? Here's a $10, $15 bonus for, one, for you guys. 
it's 10 bucks, 15 yeah. bucks, right? So you start, they start seeing that pattern. Next thing you know, you know, now I'm doing with the review things, you know, cause we're not out here for us. Reviews is like very, try, you know, the people we work with to try to get the reviews. Like I asked, share, share, can you, if I send her the, can you send me a review link? She's going to be like, oh, buddy, that's going to cost you a hundred thousand dollars. if You want to review for me. But anyways, I compensate my guys. The minute that review comes in, I'll post it on my Instagram. They see it like, hey, I was on that job. Yeah. So next morning, hey, here's five bucks for you. Here's five bucks for you. Here's five bucks. That's $20 I got to pay on that team. So on the week, if they get five reviews, that's that's $100 I got to pay. And, and our employees do get really good reviews. Uh, we do pay them uh, $15 to $20 each for good reviews. So we will pay up to, you know, it's usually two people on a team, forty dollars. <laughs> but um, if they're named personally, we'll give them twenty dollars each. Right. If they're not named personally, then it's fifteen dollars each. Um, <clears throat> and the good reviews are never the problem. I mean, they're they're constantly earning them. It's it's really the efficiency. But I do efficiency. like the idea of having like talking to them about the previous day's stuff and, and having a game plan for the next day. We do have our lead tech call in because he works on a separate team from FEBA. Um, and we have him call in and say, okay, you know, how did the day go? There's a debriefing. There's a talk about like what went wrong? What can we do the next day? But I do think that they're not always good about doing that walk around in the beginning Feb, when Feb is leading his team. Cause I've seen yeah, them on both when I, I'm kind of like a floater right now. Um, he always walks around with his team and it goes really well. Our lead tech doesn't. And I think you're right, Nando, like just not, and Joel not doing that walk around and then going back to the truck a million times yeah really hurts and, and i think i think that you're right i think that uh we do debrief but not often enough and then not in a way that builds on the current project like right. what we here's let, here are the lessons that we should take away and let's see if we can apply them on the job today i think that's something that we could definitely benefit from and i know joel's been itching to say something i can see i'm just ready to to go and drop some knowledge on us here. He's been quiet. Oh, it's just like, like the common theme, like what, what Nando brought up, you know, like doing the walk around, planning the work, um, being more efficient means taking less steps. Um, like for instance, today we had a project, uh, me and my lead guy, we walked around, we planned where we'd park, uh, the vehicles, uh, that way we could get the most efficient use out of our water fed pole hoses we looked at uh, obstacles that might come up um, so that that planning and preventing uh, cutting down on steps. That's like, that's a huge, huge thing. So if y'all was lead tech, there's my Southern part coming up y'all. <laughs> uh, if, if your lead tech is not doing that, um, that's going to be terrible because there's going to be miscommunication. Everyone's going to be like, okay, I'll be inside, but what direction are they going? The guy comes inside. He doesn't know who went where. Right. Um, is he, is there, is there a pattern? Is there a process? You know, nobody, nobody knows anything okay. not doing the walk around. Uh, so the walk around super important, but the other thing that's super important is like they say, if you've got time to lean, you got time to clean. So making sure uh, the lead tech, whoever's in charge needs to make sure 
he needs to manage his own time, but other people's time. So if so-and-so has finished a project, he needs to find them something else to do. If they don't have any windows to clean, um, they need to move hoses. They need to help move ladders. You know, basically uh, you don't want anybody standing around because if you've got, you know, two guys standing around 15 minutes, there's 30 minutes of man hours that's wasted. 30 minutes of man hours is you do a tremendous amount of work. Um, so that's, that's one thing that I always try to look at is, uh, do I have anybody standing around? Um, that helps out a bunch. Yeah. The last, the first 15 minutes, just to, uh, give you guys my last pointer on that. The first 15 minutes on every single one of our jobs is getting ready for that job. So we walk it five minutes, walk, do a quick walk around. We'll evaluate what we need to do, what tools we're going to good. We'll go back to the truck, 15, 20 minutes tops. It's getting our tool belts together, getting our towels, getting our tarps. All right, you go inside, you go inside, you go on the outside, help them carry ladders if we have to. And then we both, they start the outside, we start the inside and we get to work. Yeah. Just, just to kind of touch on the point about um, efficiency as well. Um, and I've heard, we've talked with the, I've talked with the vendors about it. Um, you know, we, we have three single man crews now and we only have one two man crew. And um, I have just been so impressed because this is this is our busy season. This is our first busy season. We started it early in the year, but, you know, it was it wasn't so busy. And then we had a slow season. So it kind of made sense to have it anyways. And, uh, you know, but now that we're busy, we've kept it. And the the profit, the man, the, the profit per man hour has just shot up. And um, I, I just it's been really, really impressive. And, um, you know, Last year at this time, I and mean, we were having like six thousand dollar payrolls, you know, every week, and now we're like thirty five hundred, and we're we're not that much less work, you know. I mean, it is it is less, but the profitability is up because now, I mean, we've got an extra three thousand to work with, you know. Wow. Um, so it's just it's been such a big jump to to, and it's shocking to me too. But again, a lot of it is because I do have three solid lead techs. So I can send them on their own, you know, and then the other is usually going to be me with someone else who's newer or I have two, two kind of slower guys, but you know, they kind of make one. So they're less profitable, but they can also handle bigger houses um, and, and take it on. But um, it, it really has been eye opening to me as far as keeping the efficiency of the job itself, you know, just pro profitability wise, uh, they, they do tend to be in a house longer, but you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing either because one of the problems we ran into last year was I'd have two guys who were really good. They'd get into a house and they'd be out of there in an hour, 20 minutes. And they, we charge only three fifty. and the customers are doing the math. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I paid $350. You guys are only here for an hour and 20 minutes, you know, and they would get really, and we in fact cut a couple four-star reviews because of that. They're like, Oh, we would have given them five stars, but they're too expensive because they were only here for an hour and we, they charged us $300, you know, and, but something, just in their mind, you know, if one person goes and they are there for two hours, somehow the, the $300 isn't that much anymore because they were there for two hours, you know? Wow. So um, we've avoided that, that issue. So it allows us to make the, have the high profitability per man hour without it appearing like we're fleecing them or something, or we're trying to get away with something, you know? So, so do you find that, do you find that when they're on their, on their own, they're coming up with their own ways they're suddenly not have, they can no longer rely yes. on a team member. So they have to come up with their own way to, to get it done. Cause now it's, 
This is like, your schedule and, for the day. You got to get it done. Now you got to figure out how to do it. And I think that's also where the advantage is because you're not trying to coordinate two different styles of cleaning, you know? And so they can just get there. And what's, what's the way they're used to doing it. They're going to do it their way. And so they, you know, they're going to do it in the way that they feel is most works and best with their qualities. And that gives them that freedom. Cause I know one in particular, uh, he, once I put, cause he was always, I always had him with someone else because he's experienced, but he also struggles a little bit with, um, taking the lead, you know, and I, I don't know if it's a self-confidence thing or, or what, but when he was with someone, it's almost like he didn't want to tell them what to do, or he didn't want to say, you got to go do this. I'm going to do this. He, he kind of let them kind of pick and then he'd go work around them. He always kind of felt like he, he was, he owed that to them, I guess. But now that he's by himself, he doesn't have that issue. You know, he just does it. You know, I'll give you just a, for instance, he, I had to had talk to him because the, there was a younger guy who was with them, who was just real good with customers, but was very inexperienced, but he, he liked to talk to the customers. So this lead would allow him to go talk to the customers. And a couple of times we lost money because the client talked him down on the price. And I had to tell him, I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you letting me? He doesn't know anything about the business. Why are you letting him talk to the customers? You're the lead, you know? And he's like, oh, well, he just, he liked to talk and he's good at talking with him. I'm like, but he doesn't know how, to, how the business runs. He's still oh, really, no, you're the one who needs to talk. So, but now that's not even an issue with him. He, he's kind of, he's excelling now because he doesn't feel the pressure of having to take the lead or, or just give into his personality and allow someone else to just do it, you know? So he's kind of forced to be in that role, which he does a good job at, you know, he, he does a really good job with. So it's just kind of that, that's been our biggest point of increased efficiency is just going down to, you know, kind of simplifying streamlining a little bit. And I think we're going to continue down that road. It does seem like the one man crews somehow are able to do more. Uh, We had a day that I mentioned earlier that our lead tech was working by himself and because we'd given everyone else off except for him and his partner because we were going to be at a wedding and we just, we didn't want to deal with any hiccups. Um, And so his partner had quit that morning. He went by himself and he got done about $600 worth of work by himself. Uh, we, that's all we had scheduled because we really wanted things to go smoothly. And, um, it occurred to me that if he could do that and, uh, you know, someone who would normally be his partner would be on their own truck and can do that, then that team would technically be pulling in $1,200, but as separate, you know, yes. one man crews. Uh, which which is better than them tapping out at like 900 because they just can't seem to figure That's, it out. You, you hit it right on the head, Sarah. That's exactly what we are seeing. We're seeing we're pulling in, you know, one guy's pulling in seven to eight hundred dollars when before two people would be pulling in maybe 12 at the most, like 10 to 12. Or, or you know, and so it's like it's just it's it, it's it's counterintuitive. But now that I've done it for a little while, it's it's a no brainer. Um, because now it's just payrolls lower and we're not, we're not really missing that much more of the uh, total income, the gross income, you know, how are you dealing with it with all the extra vehicles and stuff? Cause I'm sure you had to go from. No, we didn't. We, we've always had four. I just went from eight techs to now we're at five. <laughs> so <laughs> I just didn't hire. So for us, 
Now, if I wanted to expand, yeah, we'd have to add trucks. I, I don't know that I'm ready to, I don't, I want to add trucks. Um, we're, we're, we're definitely in a streamlining mode right now. We're trying to, to be just lean and mean, you know? Right. And, and so I, I don't know that we're at the spot right now where I, I, in fact, we're even talking about maybe getting rid of a truck after the busy season and just going down to three, especially if I'm going to be off the glass. I'll take we, that blue Tacoma. That. Yeah. Take the Tacoma. I'm yeah, keeping the Tacoma. You can have my Ranger though. You can have my I'm 2010 Ranger. Those Tacomas are worth more yeah. now that like used than they are new. Isn't that they are. They are. Yeah. They're always going to be more expensive. Hey Gabe, uh, on your single man cruise, I know Arizona is different. Um, I, I couldn't picture myself building single man cruise and sending them out to my jobs because most homes are here two, three stories, and you mm -hmm. know, it requires at least two men. If I can execute a job out here for me in California and LA, um, the the average ticket six to eight hundred, and that's a two man crew. But you know, yeah. Well, for for those, see, and that's the thing about Arizona, or at least Southern Arizona, we we're very spread out. So our, our homes, you know, the homes that we deal with that we're looking for right now are typically around three to 4,000 square feet, right? They're not huge, but they're bigger than the smaller homes. And that's about a three to $400 ticket. And that's, that's kind of our bread and butter. So I want to send a single man crew to that. Anything bigger, like what you're saying, the $600 to $1,000 to houses, that's two or even three sometimes, you know, depending on how tricky the job is. Um, so we reserve the two-man crew for those jobs as much as we can. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes we got to send the two-man crew to some smaller jobs. But uh, we try but to reserve they, those. Yeah. Sorry. Are, are they single or two-story levels? Most of ours are single-story. Single-story. Okay. Yeah. We, we, do, we do have two-story houses out here, um, but most of them are going to be single-story. Single so, now, now, some we can send a one-guy, one-man guy to a two-story, but... I like to have just for safety purposes. I like to have the two man crew do the two stories. So, right. Yeah, but you can still is. pretend. You can still pretend that you've got each person on their own team, and then they come together for that one large job. Yep. So they're still gaining efficiency when they're apart. Exactly. Together. And, and we do that. Yeah, we do that a lot with, um, especially if one guy gets behind. Like if there's a job where. Uh, um, you know, they're uh, running, you know, they, it's bigger than what they expected. And now they're behind. If we've got a guy who's ahead of schedule, we can just swoop them in real quick, help them out, either help them on a job or go to the next one and get started. Then when they get there, then they can go back on their route and then they can, you know, the, they kind of helps them to get back on track. Gotcha. Um, it, it's just kind of, you know, it's one of those things where you just almost have to have a gut feeling on those on those types of scheduling issues. But, it, it, I've, you know, if you have a two man crew, you can't do that. You're together. <laughs> it's tough. You know, that's you just got to muscle it out with the one man. You've got just so much more flexibility with that. So I don't know. That, and that was that was all Gregory. He's the one who talked to me about that. So I got to give him credit on that. I guess that's how they uh, with his company. They just they just do single man crews. I need to listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, sometimes Cobo will work by himself while the you know everyone else is on different crews, mm -hmm. and you know he'll get down almost a thousand in a day by himself. Yep. And um, I like you said, I think there's just a certain efficiency of not having to come up with the game plan and all these other things, not having to dictate. Okay, when are you going to go and break? When are you going to do this? How are you going to do this? It's just there's just no. Mm -hmm. Do not <laughs> underestimate the inefficiency of bathroom breaks. 
when you've got two people because rarely are they going to be wanting to go at the same time, right? One's going to go first, they go to the next job and then, they, oh, now I got to go. And then they go and stop at the break, you know, or one wants to take a lunch now, the other one wants to take a lunch then. And that stuff will eat through your profitability all the time. I, we get that all. I'll look at the, because we, with the customer factor, they clock in and out at each job and I'll look and there's like a, a 15 minute difference between the house and then, but there's like a 30 minute, uh, it took them 30 minutes to get there. Well, what happened? Well, they, someone took a break. And I'll look through the, the schedule, you know, and especially when I see ones are really low profitability and that's what I was running into. I'm seeing three or four breaks for bathroom or for eating or whatever. And it's because of the two people. Well, when there's one person, they, they know when they're going to stop. Sometimes they, it's more incentive for them to bring their own lunch so they can, they don't have to clock out for lunch. They can, cause I tell them same thing with you, Fernando, you know, if you, you, you have a lunch, you take the lunch whenever you want, but if you want to work through and you just want to eat on in between jobs and, and work through that, I'll pay you, you know, you don't have to, you, you can do that, but that's your choice. And so people are more inclined to do that when they're by themselves than when, if they're with, cause they don't want to say, Oh, I'm, we're just going to eat through. And then, you know, kind of push that on the other guy. Uh, so it's just, you know, there's just so many little things like that, that improve the profitability. I've just found that it's just something that's worth looking into. And I agree, Feb, but like even on a big house, you can have, you can run it like their individual crews. Like you can send them both to the same house, but you can say you're assigned the inside, you're assigned the outside, get it done how you will. But like that way they're, they're not having to confer with each other quite as much. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do like that idea a lot. And I think it would help, especially with our lead tech who's so chatty. <laughs> Great guys, on the glass. Like his, his timing on the glass is fine. Mm-hmm. Like I've worked with side by side and he's, he gets pretty close to my speed, but between the glass is, is the <laughs> issue. And uh, you know, I'll, I'll be clearing an entire room and he's just kind of, you know, talking about his days when that he lived sense on a of urgency. This and, guy, yeah. this the the density of words per per minute that he can. <laughs> I actually would love to make him a sales guy. Yeah, I would love to actually just you know what this that is clearly this is your this is you. Mm-hmm. I want you, to, but we also have to get the work done at the same time. So as soon as we can find a good replacement, I think I would like to just have mm-hmm. him do something like, like a full time. <laughs> Yep. Well, not that we need sales. We can't even accommodate what we have now. Well, so. but then I was going to tie it in with estimates too, because I noticed that like there are some key things that we're missing when we do estimates online. And I think that we could get more efficient by having a person boots on the ground, doing those JHAs in the beginning, mm-hmm. looking at the, looking at the details of each project so that they're all, that's part of the planning process. So when the team is there, they're already braced for and, planning for and prepped for the difficulties because you've already got the boots on the ground seeing the issues and then at the same time that one person like that loves to talk can talk them into doing the power washing the roof cleaning the lanterns Mm -hmm. and it turns into a big project dozens of calls a day there's just like we'd have to have like two full-time we've got to fill the schedule we're going to fill the schedule with the right jobs right which is where marketing comes in, which is another challenge we have. Since our since we have word of mouth referrals, which we love, it means that we have anywhere from a very, very small project mm-hmm. to the 8,000 square foot house project and everything in between. And the challenge is, is that 
you're almost retooling for the size of the project. And so yeah. it's, yeah. Isn't it funny how those one-story ranch styles <clears throat> are somehow more profitable than the two-story 4,000 square foot home? I feel like it's like the difficulty just goes exponentially up. I think that's another thing with deficiency is maybe mm-hmm. just pricing way the heck more for two stories. Oh yeah. And, and that's one thing I've been on responsibility, you know, requesting for a while is how, cause they, they allow you to have a minimum bid, right? They mm-hmm. let you have a minimum for, you know, whatever your packages are, but they don't offer a minimum for two story. And I'm like, you know, if I, I, I have minimums on my regular houses, but if it's a two story, you know, they may only have 10 windows, but I've got to bump it up just, just by virtue of, of the, the hassle of having it. You know? So I, I wish they had that in there where it allowed you to make a minimum specifically for a two or more story, you know, that you have a minimum on that. We don't but. work out for free. Climbing ladders is a workout. So we're going to charge you for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, we're, we're already, we're already over an hour here. I don't know. Whenever we get together, we just, uh, we have a lot of fun. So we keep going. Mm-hmm. Is there any, and is there any last little bit of uh, tips or info you want to share on, on efficiency or hiring that, that uh, we can share with uh, the Flomies here before we head on out? Just follow up with the crew members the following morning. Uh, a good conversation early in the morning regarding the job. That's what we do in the morning. Um, you know, they show up at some show up 15 minutes early. I take advantage mm-hmm. of that. I'm talking yeah. not business related. Just, hey, what's up? How's your night? Uh, but reassure them, you know, talk to them about the upcoming job. Tell mm-hmm. them key features about the job that they need to pay attention to. Like, hey, this customer is really picky in these areas. Make sure you cover that. Make sure you double check your work at the end of the day. Show up to the job. You guys been here before. You guys already know the layout. So you get in and out. They already know. Well, we've been here before. It takes us this much. We can't take any longer. Mm-hmm. So uh, Feba, uh, Sarah, your, your, your guys, I think that'll be a good plan for you guys. You know, just first, first 10 minutes of your job, show up to it, walk around with the guys. Look, this is what we're doing. Okay, we're going to start here. We're going to work this way. We're going to need a 32-foot ladder here. We're going to need a 12-foot ladder. We're going to need some poles. Let's go gear up. All right, boys. Let's get this done. See you guys in an hour. Joking mm-hmm. around. In an hour? Yeah. Well, I'll be back in an hour. We'll catch up and see how we're doing. And, and then you can even check in between half halfway through the job. Check in with them and see how they're doing. If, hey, I think we need to speed it up a little bit so we can stay on goal. And if we can't, then we'll see what else we can do to make it better. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. I would totally 100% wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, whether you're running one man crews or two man crews, it's still very important to train, to walk the job, come up with a plan and think about it being efficient. And for us, we like to break it down uh, into smaller pieces, set little goals and then check back in with each other. Since we're smaller, we're just like, you know, one or two man uh, operations here. So like check back with each other throughout the project um, after the project's over break it down, debrief, think about how we could have done it better, especially if it's a regular quarterly. It's like, Hey, next time we come back here, you know, I think if we park here or, you know, we, we can, you know, just come up with better plans. Um, incentives are, are awesome. Like money, you know, paying them for being efficient, but like Nando said too, I wholeheartedly agree spoil. If they do a good job, spoil them rotten, you know, um, take them out to dinner, buy them a beer, uh, especially if they come ahead of schedule, you know, sometimes that is better than handing them like, 
like 20 bucks. Sometimes like buying them lunch is so much better than just giving them money because it's the experience they get to like, you know, and it, it just positive reinforcement. It's uh, so good. So think about the jobs, uh, plan it out, be efficient and don't try to try to train your lead techs. If they see somebody standing around talking or whatever, come up with some, come up, give them something to do, you know, and uh, everybody needs to be accountable. You know, so like if lead tech is sitting around and uh, the company culture should be, hey, uh, we got to keep rolling. So that would be my input. Yep. I like it. Lots of good stuff. Yeah. Yep. We could probably have a whole series on this topic. <laughs> we, oh, yeah, we can. <laughs> well, thank you guys for taking time. I like I said, uh, you know, we all worked a long day today. So uh, and, and you especially, Joel, you guys are what is it? Uh, 11 o'clock at your, your time right now, right? Man. Uh, it's just 10 o'clock. Oh, 10 o'clock? See, oh, okay. I can see the little sheet bouncing behind Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're ready. But, hey, I, you guys, think the world of all of you guys. I really appreciate it just as, as friends, but also as uh, business uh uh, um, you know, people who I want to imitate. So I really appreciate the little tidbits that you guys share. And I know the Flomies do too. So thanks so much. Please uh, Likewise. Our, our love to your families uh, over there and, and we hope you continue doing well. And thank you Flomies for listening. As always, we appreciate it. Thanks for listening on this round table. We miss, uh, we miss Kevin and we miss uh, Corey, but we know they're having fun too, but uh, you guys take care. We'll see you next time. And as always flow on.